0: Hey Life Group Leaders, it's Pastor Roy and I'd like to welcome you to this week's Life Group Leaders Podcast. This Sunday will be the fourth and final sermon in the series 24-6. I think this has been a great series and it has impacted me personally as I'm sure it has many if not all of you. This week we will be hearing from our worship and creative arts pastor, Pastor Rick. And I know that the message he is bringing will be as impactful as the rest of the series. Before we dive into the study guide for week four, I wanted to go over a few things regarding the next study in the winter season, what the spring season will look like, and how we will be approaching life groups going forward. The next sermon series and small group study follows right on the heels of this series. It will be a series that we have done before, but with all new sermon messages. The study is See Like Jesus. We will take a chronological walk through the life of Jesus through the Gospel accounts. Those of you who were here when we did this series before may recall that we had a Bible reading plan that went along with the series. I'm happy to say that we will do that again this time as well. It should be a very exciting series. So as far as groups go, we will continue right into that series, which will take us up to Easter. Once that series is done, we will take a break in group studies for a few weeks, and then our spring season will begin on the Sunday after Mother's Day. In that time in between seasons, I encourage you to get together at least once with your groups to do something fun together. We will be doing a big push to get more group leaders for the spring season. If there are members of your group who you feel would be good group leaders, encourage them to consider beginning their own group. Our goal is to get as many people connected in groups as possible. But in order to do that, we need more groups. The spring season will be one in which you, as group leaders, get to choose a study. The options will be to do a sermon-based study for the series that begins on the Sunday after Mother's Day, or to choose from a list of approved studies on RightNow Media. You will hear more about that in the coming weeks. Finally, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that will be new in terms of how we do life groups going forward. The first is that I am in the process of putting together a team of life group coaches Each coach will be assigned three to five group leaders. The purpose of the coach will be to encourage you, to pray with and for you, and to help you with any difficulties that may arise in connection with your group. The coaches will be your first point of contact in the area of life groups. I believe that you will find that this will be a great thing and one that will benefit not only you but your group as well. More about that in the coming weeks. The second thing I wanted to share involves the way that we will promote groups going forward. Life groups are meant to be a place where connections are made and relationships built. The only way for that to happen is if people stick with a group for an extended period of time, at least a year, rather than jumping from group to to group. So going forward, We will not be promoting signups for existing groups unless you have open spots in them. The assumption will be that your group will stay together and participate in each group season together, unless you tell me otherwise. We will be holding two group launches per year, one for the spring season and one for the fall. The purpose of the launch will be to recruit new leaders and launch new groups So our focus in promoting groups will be to fill those new groups and only add to existing groups if there are open spots. If you have any questions about any of this, please feel free to reach out to me. Now let's dive into this week's study guide. This week's guide begins with another icebreaker question on the subject of rest. The question is, what is the longest amount of time that you have gone without sleep? This is not intended for a discussion, but just to get the conversation going by getting people to talk. As such, don't spend too much time here or allow it to go off on tangents. You want the focus of the group time to be on the rest of the questions in the guide. We've got a lot of great questions in this week's guide, and it's likely you will not get through all of them. My recommendation is to keep an eye on the clock as you go through your group time and judge by how things are going, whether or not you need to skip some of the questions. Be careful not to allow the discussions to go off on tangents that are off-topic. I think that there are two things that you should definitely aim to cover, the sermon reflection questions and the series reflection questions. If you can If you can also get to the digging deeper questions, that's great, but don't sacrifice the other sections in order to do so. So let's move on to the reflecting on the sermon questions. There are three sets of questions in this section. The first set asks the group to reflect on this week's sermon by Pastor Rick and then answer the questions, What new things did you learn about the idea of rest? and what surprised, surprised you or challenged you. The goal here is to get everyone to share what they took from the sermon, to share how it impacted them. Spend as much time as needed here. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. The next set of questions points back to some of the scripture passages that Pastor Rick referenced. Before asking the questions here, have one person read Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 31, and another read Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. In these passages, we read that mankind was created on the sixth day, and on the seventh day God rested. So the first thing that mankind saw God do is to rest. Based on these passages and what Pastor Rick shared, answer the question, what does this tell you about rest? I believe that this points to not only the importance of rest in God's eyes, but the fact that God wanted it to be a gift to us, something that he himself was modeling. And the fact that it was the first thing that God did after creating Adam and Eve just highlights that importance. God wanted us to understand how important rest was. He didn't model work first. He modeled rest. The third set of questions points to something that Pastor Rick mentioned in his sermon regarding what a Sabbath is. He pointed out that Sabbath is not a day off. Rather, it is a day set aside for rest and for worship. The word Sabbath means to stop, to rest, to delight, and to contemplate. Ask the group to think about these things as they answer the questions, Do these points change the way you view the Sabbath? And if so, how? For me... These points have made me realize exactly how important the Sabbath is to my relationship with God. It's like tithing. When we tithe, we set apart the first tenth of our income. The Sabbath is giving one day to God, setting it apart to rest and to delight in Him and to worship Him. That brings us to the digging deeper questions. There are two sets of questions here. The first is based on two passages of Scripture, Exodus chapter 16, verses 23 to 26, and Exodus chapter 16, verses 28 to 29. After having two people read those passages, move on to the questions. These passages tell us that, while traveling in the wilderness, the Israelites received food from God supernaturally in the form of manna. They received it for six out of seven days, receiving a double portion on the sixth day. The first question is, based on these passages, what was God trying to instill in the hearts of the people of Israel? The manna that God sent was a supernatural provision. That in itself was amazing. But the thing that stands out to me is that God provided enough for them on the sixth day so that they could just rest and enjoy it on the seventh day without having to go out and gather it on the Sabbath. He wanted them to enjoy the Sabbath rest and was showing them that if they did so, he would provide for their needs on that seventh day. The next question asks, how did these passages speak to you as a follower of Jesus under the new covenant? I think it shows us that less is more. When we honor God by honoring the Sabbath and setting it apart, he will enable us to do in six days what we in our own power need at least seven days to do. The next set of questions is based on Numbers chapter 15 verses 32 to 36 and Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 to 5 and speaks to the consequences of not taking the Sabbath rest. The passage from Numbers points out that there were consequences to breaking the Sabbath for those under the law. But because God sent Jesus to redeem us from the law, we, as followers of Jesus, don't face those same consequences. But there are still consequences when we don't rest. The question here is, what do you see as some of the consequences we may face if we fail to rest? This will likely generate lots of different answers. Some that come to my mind are illness, exhaustion, relationship problems... There can be physical consequences, mental consequences, emotional consequences, and even spiritual consequences. The last section of the guide is an added section called Reflecting on the Series. I highly recommend that you try to fit this section into your group time. Begin this section by having the members of your group reflect quietly for a few minutes on all they heard and learned in this series after giving them a few minutes after giving a few minutes for them to do so ask how has the series changed the way you look at the sabbath rest that god commands in deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15 if necessary have someone read that verse Take about 5 to 10 minutes for people to share on this question and then have them turn to the planning for Sabbath rest guide provided this week. Make sure that you have copies of this guide for your group. Print them from the file I will send you or pick them up at the special events desk on Sunday. The guide highlights the four principles Pastor Chris shared last Sunday and it also has a resource list on Sabbath rest on the back. Give about five to ten minutes for them to look over the guide, then ask, Do you plan to incorporate the Sabbath rest in your life? Ask them to share what their Sabbath plan might look like with the group. They don't need to fill it out right then and there. In fact, I would encourage them to take it home, pray about it, and then take the time needed to fill it out. A great suggestion for all of us is to identify one or two people in our groups who we can ask to help us stay accountable to our Sabbath plan. Group members might want to begin those conversations in fellowship time after the study time. Well that's it for this week's guide and for this series. I hope you found the series inspiring and impactful and that the group study guides helped you as you look to implement the Sabbath rest in your lives. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that you have established the Sabbath rest so that we can be restored, refreshed, and brought ever closer to you. I thank you for all that you have shown us through this series on rest, and I pray that you will help us to apply what we have learned in our lives. I pray for these groups and these group leaders, and I ask that you bless them this week and always. Bless their families. Bless them with good health and help them to fully embrace the Sabbath rest that you want for each of them. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you lead. Have a great time in group.